At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick. This, again, is where I usually say with Chris Whittingham, but again, no Chris Whittingham tonight. He's not here with us. And so to replace him, I brought in five people. So we're going to talk about something that we've been talking about on our DM string recently. And obviously the Marlins have gotten a ton of attention for what they've done, releasing their new colors, their new logo. Uh, hopefully in the winter meetings, they'll, they'll introduce some new players also. But one of the things we've talked about a lot on the DM string has, which is something that if you're not familiar with it, it's about 40 hosts in our network all day long, basically just arguing about stuff while we're sitting at drive through lines. And so what we got into on there was whether or not the Marlins marketing strategy has tilted too much to one direction. So clearly the Marlins are trying to engage the Latin community in this market. Obviously diversity is important to our network. If you're not familiar with it, we have not only a Spanish slash English podcast, Cinco Razones, but we, and I, I don't think I did that very well, but we also have, <laughs> we also have a black culture sports politics podcast called light skinned opinions and we sort of run the gamut all across sort of the ethnic and racial spectrum in our network and that's one of the reasons i think that we're going to have success because i think we represent a lot of different backgrounds but it also means we argue about a lot of stuff so what i've done today is i've assembled an all-star team andre fernandez who you're probably familiar with for his work for the miami herald he's now with the athletic miami we're actually uh, we've been doing a lot of episodes with people from The Athletic, just had on David Aldridge last week, also have had Manny Navarro, Chris Perkins, and others. And Andre now covers the Marlins, but also other teams for The Athletic and had a really interesting piece in The Athletic today. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring him on. We've also got three of the hosts from, as I'm going to say it again, Cinco Razones. Um, my wife would be very upset at me. She's Colombian for my pronunciation. <laughs> my daughter would be upset at me too. We've got three of the hosts. We've got Alejandro, we've got Leandro, and we've got Ricardo. You can follow them at Cinco Razones Pod on Twitter, also on Instagram. I think Alejandro is the best photographer in our entire network, so make sure to follow them. So we've got three guys from there. And then we've got Alphonse Sidney. Now, you know him from two different podcasts, Miami Heat Beat, where he's been for several years, but also now as one of the hosts of Light Skin opinion so i'm gonna to try to direct traffic here but i'm gonna start- wait a second i think you should call me alfonso for this episode because <laughs> <laughs> it just goes like to it. leandro alejandro alfonso it just it just all is fit e- ethan like ethan zo i don't think so or I, <laughs> andre zo yeah all right, so we'll go with alfonso for this episode but i'm not starting with you and here are the rules on this i'm going to try to go around and let everybody talk if you haven't listened to cinco Arizona's there's a little more talking over each other than Whittingham and I do on this pod. <laughs> we're going to encourage that for this particular episode, but we're all a little bit afraid if I don't mute Alf on a fairly continuous basis that nobody else is going to get a chance to talk anyway. So Alfonso. we're going to Alfonso. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's, let's go first to Andre. And I just want you to sort of introduce the scope of your piece today. So, so <laughs> listeners can get a handle on it. 
But thanks, Ethan. Yeah, basically, you know, what I've covered was basically the fact that the Marlins overall, this isn't just uh, revealing a new logo, revealing new uniforms. This franchise right now, I mean, as people have seen, they're trying, they've, they've plastered the city with this, with just this new look, you know, on signs, billboards, trying to reach out to the community. They went out there on Friday after they, re the day after they released the logo and tried to really be, become a more personable franchise with the fans. They started, you know, going to different restaurants around town, going to different events. They went to police departments, they went to fire stations. They made this all out push with players, with, you know, members of the front office to really get, not just like sit down and give people a hat, but really to kind of tell them, look, we want this to be about you guys, about the fans. We understand that it's never really, it hasn't really been a good relationship for a long, long time between them. And they and we, and they're telling them that they want to improve that. Obviously, you know, the part that I covered too is in the end, we know how Miami fans are in, in many, in most cases, they're going to care strictly about the team's success on the field. And, you know, it's understandable. They want to see my, the Marlins turn into a winner. A lot of them still don't believe that that's possible. A lot of them still think that this group isn't any better than the Loria group. So they're fighting that uphill battle. But uh, off the field, I haven't seen this kind of uh, push. I mean, I, granted, I haven't covered the Marlins since they started. But I've watched them since they started when I was a teenager. And I don't remember really seeing a lot of this, maybe in spots here and there. But to this extent, I, don't see, I haven't seen a group really take this and really run with it this way and really – Obviously, we live in an era where a lot more information can get out on social media and that sort of thing. But it's pretty impressive the way that they've really made this an effort off the field to really try to win the fan base. You know, and I, I don't want to even say win the fan base back because a lot of cases we've seen, not a lot of people are going to Marlins games anyway. But I think they want to change that, just attract new fans. They're going, they went out today to Tropical Park to donate money to, to re, you know, to, re, to refurbish the fields out there, but, you know, where, they, where a lot of the youth baseball teams play in the community. So they're trying to get to kids now, trying to make them Marlins fans since they're little. So all of that basically is, you know, not to go on and on, but that's basically what, what just I tried to document some of what it was. It wasn't just, you know, hey, look, we have a new cap, we have a new logo, we have a new uniform, new color scheme. It's what that's about, trying to identify with the community, trying to make an effort to identify with Miami more. Yeah, and the one point I want to make on this is that whoever they're targeting, the fact that they're targeting someone, as you're getting at, Andre, is better than what they were doing before because before they weren't targeting anybody. And like you right. mentioned, I think from a marketing perspective, they've just been – that the previous regime was so far behind the times. And anytime they did something in marketing, they screwed it up, right? Like, so, you know, again yeah. – we're going to have Jewish appreciation night. We're going to have it for Mike Jacobs. The only problem is he's not Jewish. Um, and they didn't check that out. Like it was, it was, right. it, it was There's that, kind of, yeah. it was always something. It was that kind of mistake over and over. So the fact that they're targeting anybody at all is good. And, and I think they, they've gotten a lot of attention in part because as we've talked about in the network, like the other teams are not very good right now. So, I mean, there's an opening, you know, where, mm. you know, I mean, and I mean the most exciting thing that's happened to the heat since Dwayne signed is the vice jerseys. So you can't even the Heat can't even look down on the Marlins now for this because I mean they're basically playing off the same kind of marketing gimmicks and tricks that that the Marlins are. But the one thing I want to get to and I want to get to the Cinco guys on this now because not only are they making a, a you know a concerted marketing push, but they're clearly making a push to one particular community. And as you know, you guys are credentialed with the Marlins. You've covered the Marlins. You've been around them. How much more of an effort has there been to get to the Latino community than there was previously? I would say it's not only 
to the Latin community, but I will be more specific. I'll say it's more towards the Cuban community. And why do I say this? Because when you talk about the, uh, the Latin community, you're not talking about uh, just uh, people from one country. You're talking about people like uh, from five, six, or seven different countries. You have Colombia, Venezuela, you have Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, you have Mexicans here. You have people from a lot of places. And I think if you notice, if you see the, all the drawings and all the stuff they did on social media and all that, it's going or attacking or trying to get that Cuban community, I think. And especially because of the location of the stadium, I think that takes, um, that's important for them. Obviously, it's hard. Uh, we have a lot of people living literally right by the stadium and none of them go to the park. Why? Uh, I think it's not fun. I mean, I've been to different stadiums around the, the U.S. and it's definitely not fun like it is in other parks in the U.S. It's definitely not fun like it is in the Dominican Republic, like it is in Mexico, like it is in Venezuela, like it is in Cuba uh, also, uh, where you have actually like a, you have like a party going on at the same time. Uh, we saw it in the World Baseball Classic with the Dominicans against the U.S. That, that gives you a little idea. We saw it in the Serie of Las Americas that uh, Dominican and Venezuelan teams played here. And we had, uh, I don't know, 10,000 people there. And it sounded like they were... 30,000 there uh, on the day that Jose Fernandez pitched, you know? So what I'm saying is that uh, the Marlins are not only targeting Latin as a general group, but I would say targeting uh, Cubans. Obviously, uh, we have uh, two very important players like uh, Ureña, which, who is Dominican, going out, like Pablo Lopez, who is Venezuelan, going out. They're, they're obviously there for a reason. That's not uh, just uh, random, but I think their main their main objective here with that part of the marketing plan is trying to engage with that Cuban community. And I heard uh, Andre talking about Tropical Park and, tro and talking about youth and uh, all those young players. And, and I would say it's not only those young players, but I play softball there. I play Ethan, there. Ethan, 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 hold on. Let me step in here because as we say, Alejandro right now is set to run. He's, he's really like just going on and on. And he, he is really making a point. Of, I think the Marlins obviously are focusing on the Latin community, but I'm not sure if they're focusing completely onto just the Cuban side. And if they are doing that, and I think it's a mistake because mm -hmm. they have to go through a broader size Latin community, which is going to eventually fill the parts. But it, it's not all about just, oh, let's go out to Calle Ocho and have some cafecito over Versailles. Uh, and, and let's meet these people and give them a hat. I think at some point, the team, which is going in the right direction now to change the schemes that Loria left in logos and colors for the team, I believe now that just they have their new branding. They have to step in and bring other players that not necessarily are Latin because that would help also to bring the people from Broward who aren't always the bigger size Latin communities, but also the, the, the Americans that have been here for quite so longer that live a little more up north from Miami. Leandro, going to Marlins Park is not fun. That's it. You don't want well, go, I mean, but, but to go. I mean, going to the Miami Heat, it, it's a fun experience. Yeah. Even, I don't know, the, the Heat can lose by 20, but you still have fun. You go and yes, have fun. I, I think that's what they're trying and to go home. I think that's what they're trying to fix. And if you see the, the new colors, you, you feel like a little more, uh, I don't know, you got a sense of a happier ambient at the park, which I think that's what they're trying to do with like something with Comunidad 305, which is a new place that you could go and hang out in the off field. I think that's what they're trying to do with the new social place that they're, 
that they want to implement in the park, like the standing room section where the structure used to be and the, the more sophisticated standing room uh, place, which is going to be behind the foul, bo- uh, the foul pole in right field, mm-hmm. which engages more on the, the younger uh, fans that want to go to the ballpark. Yeah, no, I mean, one point I want to make, too, because you know, we shouldn't just sort of monogamize everybody here, you know, and say everybody is the same. You know, I've learned that, you know, being married to a Colombian, like not every, not every, not everybody from Latin America is the same. And, and not, yeah, we're all very different. All, all very different. Very, very different. I want to make that clear. And, and you guys, I mean, just to get in the background here, you know, have Venezuelan background. Uh, and so, you know, I just want to make that clear at the beginning that we're, we are not talking about a monolithic group. There's no question about that. I know, um, Ricardo, you wanted to get in here? Yeah, I wanted to say that I, I don't like that approach. I mean, you're not going to, to fill the stadium with Cayocho people. You're not going to fill the stadium with only Latin people. You can see the, the Miami Heat, you can see the Miami Dolphin, even the Hurricanes. I mean, uh, let's be honest, the, the, the money is not in the Latin community. And in order to be in the stadium in a day-to-day basis, you have to have money. And I mean, I'm Latin. I, I don't like this approach like the Latin focus from the Marlins. So I don't know, many a little bit uncomfortable this this situation from the mind. I don't know. Keep clear that Ricardo doesn't <laughs> like anything at all. So you have to keep that clear, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you love the logo. Le- Le- Leandro <laughs> loved the new logo and he, he spent like five hundred dollars already. So I, I, I haven't spent a single cent but I do like the new logo. I like the new approach. The uniforms I think are probably the freshest one in the whole in the whole league. So I think the Marlins are doing the right thing by Changing everything up that reminds fans of Jeffrey Loria. That's what they mainly. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. But I, I think at the end you have to give the fan a really cool experience. You have to give give the fan a reason to go back and back. I don't know once a week and like okay, let's go to Marlins Park. Not 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 to watch the Marlins or not to watch a team that comes visit the Marlins, but like as a tourist. I mean, you have Miami. You're like the the gate of the United States for an entire community, for the Latin community, like you should have a, a lot of more tourists going to the, to well, Marlins. You, you got to realize that when you come to Miami, there's plenty of things to do. And I know, but if you, if you go, if you go to the American Airlines Arena, you'll see Brazilians, you, you'll, you'll see Europeans, you'll see people from other places that come to Miami. And one of the fun things to do in Miami it's going to watch. Guys, guys, can you let people talk, please? Can you let <laughs> yeah. people talk? Well, I mean, Alfonso, Alfonso, we want to hear you. Alfonso and Andres. <laughs> oh. Andres and Alfonso, please. <laughs> Am I still here? Oh, here's yeah, yeah. yeah you're, 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 still, you're still here. Alf, oh, Jesus. Alf, Alf, you jump in. We'll get to Andre right after that. Okay, I guess, like, uh, it's funny to hear Hispanics and Latin, or different Latin cultures say, Sort of what I've been saying was as soon as this, as soon as this marketing, this whole marketing push came out, I understand if you're in Miami, you want to make a push to the Cuban community, to the Latin community, but you're, I can't remember who said it. Somebody said earlier, you're not going to fill that park with only Cubans or only Latin Americans or only Hispanics. You have to appeal to the entire Miami fan base. And I think what happens a lot of times is that when people think of Miami, they're at a Dolphins game and they skip over half of Miami-Dade County to go to South Beach and yeah. they play Latin music and they, or they go to Ultra and they forget that there's an entire population of black, white, all different kinds of people that live in Miami. So when your initial push and your marketing and the videos that you come out with, like I counted, there were two 
darker people in the that first video they put out. And I don't even know if they, they could have been Dominican. I have no idea. Um, but, but like, you know, there's, there's Haitians, there's Jamaicans, there's Dominicans, there's Trinidadians. There's all, Miami is such a melting pot of different people. That's true. And That's true. But I don't, know, I don't know if Jamaicans or Haitians like baseball. But listen, I'm Haitian and I like baseball. My yeah, dad is Haitian. My, the reason I watched the Marlins is because my dad took me to baseball games. Yeah, my dad is a Haitian. Okay. And okay. the thing is, you will never know if you can get blacks and, it's, and, and Haitians and Jamaicans and black Americans you into your them. stadium if you don't even make a push or you don't even market towards them at all. And, there's a, there, and, and this is something that, and I've had the discussion on my timeline, within the African-American community, within the Haitian-American community, there is a feeling of sometimes being alienated in Miami through representation like that we don't exist. That the, the black Americans, the Haitian Americans, the Jamaican Americans, we don't exist. We're not catered to. We're not marketed to. I mean, if you look at Miami Heat promo videos when they're going around Miami, they go through Little Haiti. They go to, through Overtown. They go through Little Havana. They go everywhere. For the Marlins to come out with, it, with an entire marketing program that completely disenfranchises, alienates, a large segment of the population, I think, is a mistake. And also, the Marlins can't afford to be alienating anybody. Let me make a point here because I oh. think the reason the Mar and before we get to Andre, the thing the reason the Marlins are going that route is because of the nature of the sport, which is baseball and is mostly uh, American pastime in our cultures. You know, and and I, and I understand your point that they have to get to everybody because that's the only way eventually they'll fill up the stadium and i think that the way they'll do that is by bringing players uh american players or, or black players that will create the fan base and they'll be big enough that them themselves regards regarding like whatever the other the team is doing in the branding side or the marketing side those players themselves will bring the americans into the stadium and the blacks to the stadiums and eventually that melting pot i hope the marlins do get something like the heat and as well you mentioned, that they go to Little Haiti, they go to uh, Little Havana, they go to uh, different places that includes everybody. Andre, any thoughts on kind of uh, this general discussion since you covered it sort of broadly today? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like trying to remember all three things that I've, that I've got the, on this, but I'll, I guess I'll start with the players. Look, the thing is they have to be you have to be careful about that too because, look, a question I saw a lot when they signed the Mesa brothers the other day was, did they get them just because they're Cubans? You know, is it just because of the part of the appeal to all that? And, they, and you know, it, it better be because they're pretty good players. You know, I don't care if they're Cuban, Venezuelan, Haitian, American, whoever it is. They have to get the best baseball players on the field. They're going to make this a winning team or else. But I, think, I think it helps a little bit that they're Cuban, right? It does. But I see it as a perk. I see it like if it's a, if he's a Cuban player that's good, that like you said, that's going to, or, or like, you know, that's going to draw players. If it's a Dominican player, if it's a, you know, uh, if it's a black player, whoever it is, that's a perk. I think they have to get the best baseball players. And then in, in general, though, I mean, I agree with you guys. They're walking – I think they've, they've done this because maybe they've identified as a target audience because it's a, it's a big part of, of the population of Miami. And like I said, you know, baseball fans and that sort of thing. But they have to be careful walking the fine line with, you know, in the long term not just appealing or not, like you said, not making it look like it's only directed at Hispanics because I've already seen a lot of people, you know, on social media say, well, Hey, what about us? You know, how come they're only doing it? And, and it's a, and it's a fair point. And we asked Jeff Powers about that the other day. And he, 
of course, he said the right things. He said, we want to be all inclusive. We want to, you know, but they have to demonstrate that as well, not just in, in things that they do in the long run. If this is just a starting point because they wanted to go after this first, okay, but in the long run, it has to be about everybody. And then real oh, quick, going, can, going back to the ballpark, there real fast, if, it, if oh. it was, you know, you, you know, I heard you say that it was, that, that it hasn't been a fun experience, but I keep, you know, what they've done, what they've revealed already is something that I think is going to help change that. And they're not done. I mean, they're, they keep saying that, you know, you're not going to recognize the park next year. They have more renovations planned that hopefully will remedy this. But in the end, look, as fun as it's going to look, you know, I don't, I don't care how much of an entertainment center you build. If there's still 5,000 fans out there, then, not, you know, it's not changing much. So in time, both things are going to have to come together to improve the team on and off the field for it to really generate the atmosphere you guys were talking about, like, a, you know, similar to a, a WBC game or, or similar to a playoff game or the All-Star game, something like that. But the Marlins could only do so much, Andre. The fans, at some point, they're going to have to uh, go out there and they're going to have to uh, be fans of these things like they used to be. It can't just be like the Marlins doing everything by themselves. Of course, they got to put no. the, the, the entertainment right. out there, but the fans have to go and, and, right. and approve of this team at some point. Well, and that's going to take time. I mean, that's the whole thing. There, you know, There's a lot of people that for a long time you know, either gave up on this team or got mad at this team to the point where they don't care anymore. They've become... In the grand scheme of things, a lot of people down here, they're an afterthought. They don't get thought of in the same regards as the Heat and the Dolphins and the Canes and everybody else. And that's going to take time. A lot of that is the hard feelings because of the fire sales and the constant broken promises and all of that. So that only time is going to heal that little by little. And, that, and that's where, you know, this group has to prove by so far. I've, I've, I've liked overall what they've been doing for a year now, but it's got to continue and they've got to keep doing that. And they're, and they're aware of that. They have to keep pushing ahead and only time's going to tell they're not going to they're not going to sell it overnight and they're not going to do this you know by tomorrow this is a this is an ongoing process we'll get back to our conversation in a second but first want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the five reason sports network and that is miss-inc.com that's m-i-s-s-i-n-k.com misty is a social media problem solver she's been in social media marketing and content writing for more than 10 years here in South Florida. That's how we know her. She believes in a customized personal approach to marketing. So she only represents businesses like ours that are serious about taking their visibility to the next level. She's been working with us a lot on Instagram. Make sure that you check out our Instagram account at five reason sports. That's the number five and all of the other Instagram accounts in our network. She doesn't believe in cookie cutter strategies or unboxing your business in with others in your industry. Check her out at miss-inc.com. That's miss-inc.com. And one other thing, if you take out an ad package with five reasons sports that can be on any of the podcasts in our network, you'll get a free 30 minute phone consultation with Misty so she can help set up your social media. I know a lot of companies, they say they want to do it, but they don't really do it. She can help you get started. So check it out. Miss-Inc.com. And another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, it is BetDSI.com. Make sure that you use our promo code. It's Reason101. That's Reason, R-E-A-S-O-N, 101. You'll get your initial deposit matched up to $2,500. What's going on there, Chris? Yeah, really excited, Ethan, about conference championship weekend going on this weekend in college football. It will go a long way in determining who will end up in the college football playoff. You have the ACC, Clemson, 26.5-point favorites over Pitt, Alabama, 
13-point favorites over Georgia. UCF, uh, after losing their quarterback, which was devastating, by the way. I haven't really talked about that on the podcast much. UCF, three-point favorites over Memphis, even with their backup quarterback. Ohio State, 14-point favorites over Northwestern. And Oklahoma, seven-and-a-half-point favorites over Texas. Should they win that game, will probably end up in the CFP as well. And then with the Dolphins, they are actually favored this week. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Buffalo Bills at home after losing to the Colts. So a lot to bet on over at BetDSI.com. Again, use the promo code REASON101 to get your deposit matched. Yeah, I want to jump in with one thing here because I thought Alf brought up a couple of good points, uh, and this is something that came up on our string. This is not just a – and again, I don't want to make it this monolithic as far as the Latin community because it's clearly not. And, and I do think they're catering more specifically to the Cuban community than to the, the Latin community at large. But the other part of this is you don't want this to become Broward versus Dade also. And, and I know that the team is based in Dade. I get that. But if you're not doing – and I know they, they, you know they went around to Broward the other day and all that – but you don't want to alienate that base because I can tell you a lot of the Heat's base comes from Broward. And Alf, you live up in Coral Springs. I mean, and you'll go down to a Heat game from time to time. Like, there's, well, yeah, a, there's yeah, a big audience that comes from Boca, too. I mean, that, that, you're talking about people with money. You're talking Parkland. You're talking Boca. You're talking Weston. Uh, you don't want a situation where people from there are saying, ah, this is a Dade County team. I, you don't want a brand just that well, way. And Ethan, that's my thing. And uh, what I kept getting is, oh, well, look at where the stadium is. What professional franchise markets to a five-mile radius of their stadium? It's stupid. <laughs> it's not. It's not a good business plan. You don't fill up uh, American Airlines Arena with only uh, with only Hispanic fans. That arena is a melting pot of South Florida. And also, and that's a big thing that you brought up, Ethan. It's about South Florida. It's not about just Little Havana or where where the stadium is. No, you have to. There's not enough of a concentration of people anywhere in South Florida to support a stadium. You have to bring people from all over, right? And the thing is, I don't care what kind of demographic study the Marlins did. They're wrong. The biggest thing is, like we said, okay, well, this is just the beginning. You don't start out targeting only one group and then spread out. You start, uh, out with a, with, you start with a universal message and then you narrow it. Because so right now, if, the Marlins, if they if, if the Marlins market in Broward, if the Marlins uh, market outside of their five mile radius, as you would describe, do you think the people from Broward are going to come? Because when the listen, Marlins listen, stayed, listen, listen. back then, people from Dade rarely went up, and 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 maybe they went up. I don't know the weekends because they had the chance to go. Well, but okay, the listen. There, the people are going the same type of contrast. People going to American Airlines Arena from all over South Florida, coming down from Boca Del Rey, buoyant everywhere. Yes, but, so that's but one. American Airlines no, no. is situated in a, in a more uh, central place. Which not really, man. It's not easy. <laughs> it, listen, I, I, I'm coming from Fort Lauderdale. It ain't an easy place to get to. That's one. Secondly, when we talk about the Marlins, and we talk about when have they ever had um, when, when have they had um, a large large uh, attendance pushes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was when they were good, and that was, and I've been to those games. I've been to those playoff games. I was at Al Leiter's no-hitter. I've been to a lot of Marlins games, and it wasn't like it was just Hispanics or a Latin, a Latin American fan base. It was everybody. And the only other times I've seen that the tennis needle move is with a black pitcher and a Cuban pitcher. So you can't tell me when it was Dontrell Willis, it wasn't the Cuban co- just the Cuban community coming out to watch Dontrell. There were black people down in South Florida interested in this team, either either when they're good or when they have a marquee African American player. And For that's years, why they that's had why John, they had earlier. That's why I mentioned. But they had John Carlos Stanton. The Marlins. They had John Carlos Stanton, who was a half black. They had D. Gordon. They're gonna have to mm-hmm. draft these black players, and they're gonna have to. Uh, but no, but draft see, the American players that are gonna bring those people to to the state. At the end of the day, D. Gordon, an all star. Yeah. Exactly. They're, but they're and, and did they ever? I mean, they never marketed those guys well. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I think I, I agree with Leandro when he said you have to look back to the fans at some point because. Uh, I mean, I got to Miami in 2015, so I, I'm, I haven't been here before that. But since I got here, the team that I found here was a really good team. You had D. Gordon, you have Christian Gelich, you had Stanton, you have Ozuna, you had Jose Fernandez, you have Prado. So you have people from all the different races, from, from all the different countries. Uh, we had a team that was close to the wildcard race, and I, st- I, I still – saw like 10,000 people there in Miami, so in Marlins Park. So but, but you have to look I, I, back and say, I why are these people Alejandro. not coming to the game? I don't agree. I think the Marlins had to do everything right now because of the history of the franchise. I mean, once they start winning constantly, then the fans can go. But right now with the marketing that we, we are discussing, we, uh, they have to do everything, man. They, they, they can ask for, for nothing. All, yeah, those, all those guys you've named, all those guys you named are gone, and that's why people don't go to the stadium. 
No, because but the, the stadium was not full when they were here, and the team was fighting okay, but, so for the, a wild card But here's game. the thing, because nobody believes that they'll keep – They everyone knows as soon as somebody gets halfway decent, they're going to get rid of them. Now, yeah. does, maybe does Jeter deserve the benefit of the doubt? Probably. But this fan base has been scarred. So the way to reach out to them is not by alienating a large part of the community. That's my biggest point. You, right. They should have come out gun blazing, mar, I mean, marketing and appealing to every segment of this population. They should no, be in Carby, Broward, Dade. They should be down in Key West. They should be waving Cuban, Jamaican, American, Haitian flags, everything. Mar- marketing to one group of people right now in the position the Marlins are in is a colossal mistake. Because I can tell you right now, there are African-American, there are Haitian-American, there are Jamaican-American, there are white people who are angry at this campaign. And you, we can pretend it's not happening, and we can, we can, we can say it's not, it doesn't exist, but it's out there. People are mad. Listen, there's a, lot, there's a lot of people in Miami that are tired of being looked over so that people can market to Cubans only. And the, Mar- and the Marlins put their foot in it, not even their foot, they went waist deep in it. And now people are pissed. And I'm telling you, it's a national thing. I want to ask something to expand on that, um, too, because you guys have mentioned Jose Fernandez a few times, right? So yeah. in, in that particular case, and look, they, there was, you know, I remember Alex Fernandez, okay? And I mean, he was part of a, of a championship team, okay? So I, I remember it was Alex. Bad, though. Right. Well, that's <laughs> he was fat, but yes, yeah. yes, that's true. Uh, but <laughs> well, I mean, he struck me out on three pitches in high school, so I don't want to get into that uh, too deeply. But uh, but I mean, they had Jose Fernandez, who was, I mean, not just a good Cuban pitcher, but like the best pitcher in the entire league. And when you really look at the numbers, everybody talks about, oh, that it was it was packed when Jose was pitching. Not really. It was uh, not. It was it, not. It, 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 it was not. And so. That's the other thing. I, I mean, to me, this idea of appealing to one fan base, that's kind of – I understand why you start maybe with the, with, with the Latin community, though I get Alf's point about being broader. But it's a little surprising to me that Jeter, who, by the way, is of mixed race, right? Um, yeah. At, but with, not Latin, but he's of mixed race, comes down. He also knows – and Jeter should know this very you know, clearly. I mean, we had Andre Dawson on the Fish Tank podcast – and the Hawk talked about, you know, the disappearing numbers of African-American young baseball players and trying to get them to the park. Cliff Floyd talked about that on our podcast. Two guys are associated with the Marlins. Jeter should know that intimately, obviously, considering his background. And I agree. I mean, they have – I mean, look, they have Monte Harrison. They've got Lewis Brinson. I mean, they have young prospects who might come up. But And obviously, Brinson was a disappointment this year. But it does surprise me that Jeter looked at the whole situation and said, okay – the one thing we've got to do is appeal to this particular community. It just strikes me with his background as being a strange place to start. Well, I, I agree with you guys. I, you, you can't afford to limit with this because, you know, I, I, like you said, maybe it doesn't have – you want to say maybe if they do all this in Broward, if they start painting murals in Broward, if they start painting murals in Palm Beach Gardens, that it's not going to get the reaction that it's gotten in Miami. So what? I mean, I say try. I mean, you gotta, you got you to put this out there all over the place – and, you know, little by little, you'll get more and more of a response. But that's all part of being inclusive. I mean, I you know, that's where I think in the long run, it has to it has to happen. And they have to, in, in different ways, you know, make this all about everybody because then you risk. And, I, and I've seen that already on social media, like I said before. I mean, I've seen comments already of people that are like, you know, what the hell? What about, why not about why not? A, why not about us when you're trying to win us over? Because they, they feel like it's not about them. 
Well, I think they're going to do it eventually. I think they have to do it eventually if they want to fill out that stadium. But I think they're doing the right move to start little by little. I think that's what they're doing. Um, eventually, they're going to have to go to a broader uh, a fan base or a broader market, as off mentioned, if they want to fill out the stadium. But they have to start somewhere. And they did the right thing well, to do it the way they did no, it. See, it Here's here's what's here's the problem with getting to people eventually. They feel like they're they were looked they they're they're afterthoughts. So when you when you when you come out and you only when you only target one group and then six months down the line they start showing up in Overtown. People in Overtown are gonna be like, get the f out of here. But, well, but, you're you're just coming up. You're just coming to us because your stadium's empty. But uh, so that's the that's, that, that's the problem. You can't. I want to ask you. I want to ask you this. Out of all the groups that we have mentioned, the different ethnic groups that we've mentioned uh, throughout the whole episode, the the biggest number right now is probably the Latin community. But they they don't go to the, the stadium, due to Leandro. The nature of the game. Due to they the don't go to the stadium. Game, I I know right. and I understand. I understand. But but the Marlins they have to take on a smaller uh I don't know how to call it they got to take a smaller uh, taste size Leandro Le Leandro Le let me put an, uh, an, an on, example and and, and we see the what, we, we, we see this with Victor Victor Mesa uh, Leandro just a minute because we see that with Victor Victor Mesa when they signed the brother the, the Mesa brothers the only people that doesn't like this the, the sign it was the Cubans. I mean, we, we don't support the team. We, True, we but, as but a Latin, we don't support the team. We don't fill the stadium. Going for numbers right now, and for all the ethnic schools that we have mentioned right now, they're going for the one that they think they can get to the fastest, and it's probably the Latin people. Due to the same fact that you just mentioned, the only people that don't like the Victor Victor Mesa and the Victor Mesa Jr. signing is the Latin people. So they probably feel like they need to reconciliate with those people first before they can go on to a broader size, and eventually when they start winning, all those people will come and it will be easier to get to them because you have a winning team. Maybe, they, maybe, and I'm not trying to be uh, uh, in favor of the Marlins or nothing, but I just feel like maybe they decided to go on a smaller uh, sample size right now and uh, trial and error will get them to be on a broader uh, scale, which is eventually, and I agree with all of you, they have to do it if they want to fill up the Marlins Park. Today's edition of the Five Reasons Podcast is brought to you by AutoNation. AutoNation makes it easy to customize your new or used ride with a huge selection of AutoNation auto gear accessories. AutoNation is your one-stop shop to get your vehicle auto gear equipped with the top brands. Schedule your auto gear session today at an AutoNation store near you. Design specialists will take you through the entire customization process step-by-step, step, helping you create the vehicle of your dreams. From new wheels to a customized entertainment system, we've got you covered. Qualified buyers right now can take advantage of 0% financing for 60 months. Schedule your session today. Visit AutoNation.com to find your nearest location. AutoNation, a proud sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. I got a couple of things here, and I want to go to the Cinco guys on this first. Okay, so one of the things about the heat, we've talked about the heat a little bit. Uh, my feeling on this is the under 40 um, Latin crowd in Miami are primarily Heat fans, that they've moved away from the Dolphins. And I'm just saying that based on my Twitter feed, based on people I interact with, that it just seems like there's an association with that team that there's not with the Dolphins uh, or the other teams in town. Um, is that, before we move on, is that a fair assessment that, that, that and again, I don't want to be monolithic here. I'm not saying it's every Latin community, but let's, 
let, let's be as general as we can be. Um, is it, would that be fair that there's more of an association with the Heat than the Dolphins? I, there's a reason I'm asking. I want to get to in a second. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you're you're very accurate on that, and I just want to make a point real quick because when the Marlins did that weekend where they brought the teal back, you saw a lot of that 40 and under demographic at the ballpark that probably uh, had remembrance of those good times that, uh, when the Marlins were the Florida Marlins. So maybe they, they will come to the ballpark at some point as well. But I, I think you're very accurate in what you just mentioned. Would, would, you, would you guys agree, Alejandro, Ricardo? That well, that's... I say I have a, a lot of friends that play baseball, that like baseball, that play softball if they're older, and they should be interested in the Marlins. And they follow the team. They watch uh, whatever they do. They see the standings and all that. But they're not really related to the team. They don't really feel that passion for the team. They don't really uh, feel like uh, there's yeah. a nice atmosphere for them to have fun. Like beers are not cheap. Like you're not even – you can't even go and just have beer there and enjoy the game. No, I'm serious because back home, back home, half of the people that go to the stadium have no idea about baseball. They're just having fun. They're just with their friends hanging out for three, four hours. And they, oh, our team won or oh, our team lost. But they, they, they have fun there because it's a fun experience. That's why I was so focused on the experience because my friends here or the people I know around here. It's should- a fun experience and beer is cheap. Yeah, yeah, but but you yeah. know that that that's a main problem, not the beer one. But we are okay. We we, we love baseball as the a community. A we one. love baseball, but we have a passion, a passion, and that passion is with our teams back home. You know, that's a really difficult thing because this is like the secondary team that we have here. So I think that's a main problem for the Latin community. Here's my the reason I'm making this point. To me. The reason that the Latin community down here has been attracted to the heat is for the same reason that other communities have been attracted to the heat. It's organic. It's because they've won, right? Like, I I mean, for all the other things that we're talking about here, the atmosphere, and I agree with you. I understand about the atmosphere, but it's because they've won. The heat have won and the Dolphins have not won. So the younger fans- People like winning teams. People like winning teams. And so, so to circle back on this, I think the reason that this feels a little forced, and, and I want to, you know, Alpha or Andre to jump in on this, the reason that it feels a little forced to me is it feels like it's like trying to take a shortcut. It's like, okay, the organization hasn't won in a long time. They've made the playoffs twice. Obviously, the last time was 15 years ago. Everybody's tired of, of the, the organization because of the Lurie years. Jeter's trying to change that, but he's not going to change it by actually increasing the payroll. So it's like, and, and winning anytime soon. So it's like, okay, what's sort of the fastest shortcut? All right, we're going to go to the Latin community. Then we're going to go even more sort of minute, and we're going to go to the Cuban community. And again, that community didn't really turn out when it had arguably the best pitcher in baseball who happened to be a great Cuban success story. And so it, it feels a little, I guess that's the reason to me it feels forced. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not offended by it. Again, I, I live in a bilingual household, okay? I'm not offended by it. But I just feel like it feels, it feels forced. It's, it's pandering. It's pandering, and everybody sees it for what it is, right? It, it, it's it's like if if uh, uh, the Heat came out with an entirely Creole speaking campaign, it'd be like, okay, they're just pandering the Haitians. So, and I understand you do target certain demographics in marketing, but when you don't, and when what you're saying is, okay, we we don't give you much else to root for, but just come root for us because you're Latin and we. We, instead of saying colors, we said colores. Like, <laughs> there's no, we're not giving you a real reason to come out to the park. We're giving you these 
we're trying to make it seem like we're identifying with this community. We're all about Miami. Look how Latin we are. Are we good? No. Are our beers cheap? No. Is it a great experience? No. But listen, look, we're we're so Miami. Look how Latin we are. So it's and it's just well, pandering, and people are smarter than that. Assumption yet this isn't. We yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen Marlins Park under the new renovations. We haven't seen what the Marlins Park, the new Marlins Park, has to offer. So I don't think we can make that assumption yet. Uh, all we can see is the new logo and the new uniforms, but we don't we don't know yet how is it going to be in the new Marlins Park moving forward. And as Andre mentioned, eventually we're not even going to recognize Marlins Park. So, but, but see, and that's, this, is a, this is one of the things I don't understand. Anybody I brought from out of town to Marlins Park loves it, says it's beautiful. I love going to Marlins Park. Marlins Park is a great time to me. It's like it's one of the most fun atmospheres. I, I have more fun. Yeah, I'm sure you with, like the structure in center field a lot, right? <laughs> I never minded it. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It was funny. It was whatever. It was it was something different. But like that doesn't affect my my fan experience. Like I love going to the Clevelander. I love the Budweiser bar. I love the food. I love the fact that you can go to concessions and still watch a game. I love how open it is. I love that it has a roof. Like, listen, the park isn't the problem. I don't think the atmosphere – listen, if they were winning, nobody would care if the beers cost $20. The That's beers aren't cheap at American Airlines Arena. In right. fact, I, I, like the, I like the atmosphere at Marlins Park more than I do American Airlines I, Arena. I but you know what I like? Yeah. You know what I like better? I like the team at American Airlines Arena more. Well, not and that, not, that's not, most not, important thing. Well, not, not this year, Alf. But, yeah, I, I, I will oh, say yeah, not this year. I, I will say the food experience at Marlins Park is <laughs> infinitely better than the food experience Way at, 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 at American but, but Airlines it's still, Arena. it's still but, bad. It doesn't reflect how good food in Miami is, and I think they could be better. You'll see how, how expensive the beer is going to get in American Airlines Arena with this team soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's going to feel very expensive. Uh, Andre, what did you want to jump in on? The, the food experience is something that they're working on. I think it is going to get better. But, look, I, I, I totally – I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what Alfonso was saying, and this is not about – it's not going to matter what beer it is. It's not going to matter how much the beer costs. The bottom line is why do people gravitate to the heat? The big three was here. The big three was winning championships. You know, when the Dolphins were at, at their peak, you, you know, over 15, 20 years ago, whatever it's been, that's what it was. And then in the end, that's what's going to bring – that's what's going to pack the house. I mean, as optimistic as the Marlins want to be, and that's fine. Look, I haven't said – look, they, they, they're trying to do what they want. You know, this, is a, this isn't an easy issue. You know, it's, I, I understand the way it looks, and it's a valid concern for people. But at the same time, look, in the end, people are going to come if the team wins. Unfortunately, 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 that's the way it is down here, and that's the only thing that's going to change it. That's the only way it's going to get packed, whether you like the experience or not. All right, so I've got the tough, I've got the toughest question for everybody here to close because we mentioned the heat earlier. I, I need to ask the Spanish-speaking guys on here this. Uh, we talk about not pandering to the Spanish audience. Why is it El Heat? Why is it not El Caliente? Could somebody please explain that to me? No, because it's awful. El caliente is awful. That, that, yeah, it, that's yeah, bad. Caliente, bad. It doesn't, it doesn't the NBA bad. never gets it right. I mean, on any of them, the NBA is the only one that never gets it right grammatically on any of that. Right. It's crazy, isn't it? All right. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So, Ricardo, what's the issue with that? Explain that to me. It, it, it's awful. It sounds awful. El caliente is like, no. It sounds like <laughs> food. I don't know. <laughs> we, 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 we say El Miami Heat. That, that, that's the way we say it. All right. All right. El, El Miami Heat.
Nosotros somos 5 Razones Podcast, el primer podcast en español del Network de Five Reasons. Lo que más me gusta y es una de mis 5 razones es that I can speak in English. Everything Miami regarding the sports. Junto a Alejandro Villegas y a Alejandro Soto, yo soy Ricardo Montes de Oca. Bye, have a great time. 5 Razones, el nuevo podcast aquí con Leandro y Ricardo debatiendo como siempre, llevándonos la contraria. Les va a gustar. Pregúntale a Siri. Siri, would you make... Jose Ureña a closer. Here's what I found. Ah, mira, me, me da, te dio 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 te And we're here every week on Light Skin Opinions on the Five Reasons Sports Network, where we bring you everything from the serious. He tapped into something, and he actually had policies and platforms that they could get behind. And most of it was rooted in xenophobia and racism, but at the end of the day, it's still connected with somebody. Ron DeSantis has second-generation Trump ideas. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even have his own. So the only people that are backing DeSantis are crazy Trump loyalists. To the completely ridiculous. Rusty ass Tito. <laughs> that Tito's ain't rusty, man. You made me. That, you my that Tito's tastes like deadness. <laughs> <laughs> that Tito's tastes like like a Polish woman cried in that. Like an old Polish woman. <laughs> an oldest Polish woman who was around in World War II. She said, they like, here goes a bottle of cry, Helga. <laughs> like, who dropped a penny in my drink? <laughs> So check out Light Skin Opinions every week right here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Subscribe, rate, review. All right, final one here. Actually, I did want to get to this. Uh, we don't have Whittingham on this pod, but so I'll do this in his honor. What should the MLS team do? That's a different audience. I know Cubans have gotten into soccer, but that's yeah, that's more South soccer. Right, but 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 it has been a South American yeah. thing though. So yeah. so or should they? Again, in that case, you have an owner who's not, I mean, Jorge Mas is obviously, but in Beckham's case, um, who is not, you know, Latin. And yeah. we, we've had this debate with Whittingham on whether or not maybe the first big player they bring in should be of Latin heritage of some sort or if it should be no. a great English player. What, what's your view on that? How should they approach this? They have to bring something. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, something big. They have to do that because the Latin community love soccer, but they love La Liga. They love Real Madrid. They love Barcelona. They love Manchester United. They don't love minor league soccer. So they have to bring that guy at least to start the, the franchise. And that's in Miami or any team in, in MLS soccer if they want to get to the next level. Because as Ricardo said, there's a lot of Latin people that love soccer, but they like La Liga and they like uh, Premier League even. But they don't like MLS because they feel like it's a lower uh, quality of soccer. But in, in reality, it's getting a lot better. I think Miami Inter, what they should do, and I'm going to take on uh, Off's point here, they have to go completely broad. They have to go... Everybody, because it's a new franchise who has nothing going. The Marlins at least had something going already, and you have something to, bad. Right. Something bad, yeah. <laughs> but they were reconciliating with with uh, they probably gonna the Latin community <laughs> with communities one by one. Now Miami Inter, I feel they have to go uh, all in uh, from the beginning. But but wouldn't you no, make no. wouldn't you make the argument that it's better to have nothing than to have what the Marlins have had? Like I feel like Beckham's got yes. a cleaner slate than Jeter, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah, I mean, at yeah, least yeah, at least right. he's start starting fresh. And and you know if you go up to I mean again I'm gonna go up to West Broward 
I mean, every kid in West Broward plays soccer. Every kid, and and most yeah, of them, most Ethan, of them are not Latin. Actually, most of them are. Yeah. are but Ethan, and, and, and Ethan, and th- and that's why what hit the the point that the, for Inter Miami, they do they need to not make the mistake of appealing to South American and Latin American soccer fans because they know good soccer. And MLS ain't that. <laughs> you right. you have to you have to go to people who don't know great soccer and just get them out to the stadium and have a good time. Yes. Because yes. if you watch Brazil play all day long in Colombia, to watch yes. I mean to watch the Seattle Sounders, it's a different game. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to have a lot of success getting people that are used to La Liga to come in, watch uh, MLS, and be enamored with it. Yeah, That's the reason you have 70,000 at at Hard Rock when it's Man U playing Arsenal or or Mm -hmm. when, you know, Colombia's playing Venezuela, not, you know, random team. And that's that's what I worry about for this team in the long run is right now in the beginning, they're probably – they'll do all of this, but when the novelty wears off, you know, how much staying power is it going to have unless they appeal and they get a winning product out there? It's the same – it's a similar problem. And, and Ethan, I know you said people play soccer, but a lot of people play baseball down here. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't like the Marlins. They, right. they like baseball. Hmm. Um, no, that, no, that, no, that, no, no, that's true. I mean, every, every bar in West Broward was full for the World Cup, but that's the World Cup. I mean, that's a, that's a different experience. All right, real quick, I think we lost Alejandro here, so I'll just go to the other four of you guys. If I was to say in four, uh, say five years from now, who's having more success in this market with the fans? Is it Beckham's team or Jeter's team? Rapid fire. Oh. DeAndre, go. Jeter's team. Andre? Jeter. Ricardo? Jeter. Alf? Jeter, because Beckham won't have a team anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? He's going to lose it in five years? That's worse than the Marlins. So he's selling the thing already. Miami's not going to support an MLS team, man. I'm oh. telling you. Uh, I don't it's going to be bad. They kind of supported the Fusion in Fort Lauderdale. I went to some of those matches. Yeah. Like, listen, if they put the they, stadium in Fort Lauderdale or North Broward or South Palm Beach County, they'd get fans there. You can't put that in Miami. The people in Miami know soccer too well to watch that crap. Yes. I'm telling you, they're not <laughs> going to get excited for the Portland Timber or the Seattle Sounders. Why, I'm telling you, it's going to be a mess. Why would they not put it in? I, I wondered this. Why would they not put it in Doral? Because cause to me, I, Doral's building out now a little bit. I mean, they've got a couple of downtown areas that are nice. And obviously, it's, as you said, Alf, maybe you don't want it in a South American community. That's a heavily South American community. It's more easily accessible than, than, than downtown Miami is. They won't put it in Doral because traffic will collapse. Doral, yeah has probably like two or three entrances and those same entrances are used to get out of the city. So if you put it that's, in the raw, traffic will collapse. That, I think there was like, like some limits too. I think they, they have to be in, in, in the city of Miami. Oh, that's right. MLS is requiring that. That's where Jorge Massa even, I think, said that, that it's, a, it's just a better access to the stadium and the spot where they ended up, that they ended up picking than there because we, we've all... <laughs> We've all been through the route traffic jams. Not pretty. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I think the Miami Inter is going to do a good job to use that train station. That's You're very optimistic, Where Andrew. they want to uh, build the ballpark. <laughs> Everything. And that could bring a lot of people from Broward. Hey, the train station. What they need to do is Miami should just create a La Liga team. We're close enough anyway, yeah, that, and that'll right. get people out. That, that's right. I, actually, I, I will say this to Leandro, the most optimistic view you've yeah. had the whole time, it's not Jeter, is that m- people in Miami are going to use public transportation because that's oh, just no, from Broward. The from Broward. I mean, that's just... The people just, in Broward, uh, they can use Brightline. They'll be here in 20 uh, minutes. Well, did they yeah, already change... They already changed the name oh, of Brightline after they ran over 12 people. Yeah, people... Yeah. people, <laughs> people <laughs> 
pe- people in South Florida are just never going to – I mean, they're just never going to use public transportation uh, all that regularly. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Um, check out all of their work again. You can find, I think, Alejandro. He either, either got sick of everybody or just dropped yes. off. Uh, so Alejandro, Ricardo, and Leandro, you can find them on Cinco Razones podcast. Uh, so subscribe to that one. Alphonse, uh, we're not, we're going back to Alphonse. Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso. Uh, you can find him on light skinned opinions and also on Miami heat beat ranting about the heat. I think he's come around to my way of thinking on them this year and find Andre Fernandez at the athletic. So subscribe to the athletic. You can follow that account at the athletic MIA. We'll talk to everybody soon. Thank you for listening to the Fire in the Podcast. Thank you so much. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.